Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to Criminalia, where we're exploring the intersection of history and true crime. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Maria Tremarchi. In this season, we are talking about Lady Poisoners. And in today's episode, we're going to look at the life of Catherine Monvoisin. So let's say you lived in Paris in the mid-1600s and you wanted to get rid of someone, such as an abusive husband or maybe a rich family member, for example. Or maybe you wanted to make your crush fall in love with you, looking to hold a black mass or have a secret abortion. Catherine was at your service, or so people believed. Now... Let's be clear, there is a lot of rumor and speculation and even cover-ups surrounding Catherine and what exactly she did for her livelihood. So was she actually a high priestess who burned babies in her furnace? Or was she simply a palm reader who got caught up in the scandal of the time? We're going to talk about it all, and then you can draw your own conclusions. 
So Catherine was born in 1640, probably in Paris, which is where we know she lived as an adult. From a very early age, it's said that Catherine had a knack for fortune-telling, and accounts suggest that she was able to read a person's body language so well that she could convince them she knew things about them that she couldn't possibly have known, which is a skill fortune-tellers call cold reading. Um, and they, they work at it. It doesn't usually come quickly. But by the time she was nine, she was already learning palmistry. And Catherine married Antoine Monvoisin, a jeweler, when she was still in her teens. The couple went on to have at least three children, including a daughter named Marguerite, who is going to play a role later on in her mother's story. So her family, they lived a pretty comfortable life. Um, That is until the jewelry business that they had failed. Uh, Not wanting to return to poverty like she grew up in, Catherine decided to use her childhood interests in the arcane arts to support her family. And she was very successful at it. And she worked under a professional alias, La Voisin, which is a playful pun on the French word for neighbor, as well as her last name. She told fortunes, and she practiced hand and face readings from a discreet spot in the overgrown garden in her yard. It sounds really kind of lovely, you know. I imagine she brings you a cup of tea, and you get your palm read. (laughs) I literally, when I was reading this story, was like, how can I build a discreet garden in my yard where I could just pretend to be getting readings by La Voisin. (laughs) Absolutely. And for me, there's like a a lovely tree swing and like a little table. (laughs) Anyway, um, much like what we were just talking about, like Catherine also put a lot of thought into her professional appearance and into the atmosphere she provided for her clients. And she was all about creating the experience. So speaking of that experience, let's talk about her robes for a minute because Her robe needs a little attention. Multiple sources refer to this accessory, so we like to think that it actually did exist. Um, It's said that Catherine performed her spells while she wore a crimson red velvet robe that was embroidered with gold eagles, which she bought for what would be about an equivalent in today's U.S. dollars, about $2,000. I'm not going to lie. Like, I might be (laughs) shopping for red velvet online while we talk about this. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I wish I was wearing it right now. <laughs> I mean, I did get married in red velvet, so there's a right? there's a um, you have historical precedent. precedent <laughs> yeah, fortune tellers at this time were available to indeed tell your fortune. But as this research was playing out, it became apparent that fortune tellers in Paris at the time were also often women who could help you if you wanted to, say, terminate a pregnancy. This was something of a coded catch-all term, this idea of a fortune teller. So as a midwife, Catherine would have performed abortions, which were illegal in France at this time. Some versions of her story suggest she also helped facilitate secret adoptions. Um, And as far as we can tell, she provided her services to anyone who needed assistance. And because of her discretion in these matters, she had many high-profile clients, including some from the royal court. But things never change, right? Success is always going to bring out haters. 1600s or 20th century. (laughs) Does not matter. It's the same game with different Mm -hmm. technology. Uh, But by the mid-1660s, Catherine and her act and her career had become quite good. And she had grown so famous around the city for her fortune-telling skills that she was challenged by a priest to prove she was not a heretic. I feel like we have to comment on how hard it is to prove that something isn't a thing. Prove it's not. Well, okay. Um, So fortune-telling in 17th century France was considered to be a pagan superstition, and we're using quotes around that, by the Catholic Church. Yet 
most people didn't actually agree with that assessment. Um, and if the population had been polled by, say, like, Gallup or the Harris poll like we would today, uh, most people would have said that they believed there was a science behind it. Rather than rising above the priest's accusations and just going about her business, Catherine defended herself. She appeared before the professors at the Sorbonne Theological College in Paris and successfully defended the quote-unquote science behind her practices. She argued that if she did have any spiritual powers, they were, of course, a gift from God. And that was that. And really, right? And that was that. I mean, good for her for defending herself. They were satisfied that there was no heresy here, um, but little did they know what Catherine's business would expand into next. By the 1670s, Catherine grew her business to also include, what else? Poisons. It was believed that imbuing them with a magic spell was what gave her poisons their potency, and it was her work with poison that would eventually lead to, unfortunately, her downfall. When we return, we're going to talk about how Catherine might have also dabbled in performing Black Masses. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night. 
And I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe s i m p l i s a f e dot com/criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia, where we're looking into whether or not Catherine tried to poison the king of France. We have mentioned Black Masses in passing in this episode and previously on the show, but we haven't really talked about them in any detail yet. And the phrase tends to conjure these images of satanic ceremonies, but that's way oversimplified. Right. So in the 16th and 17th centuries, Black Masses weren't always held with the intention of worshiping the devil. Um, They were mostly actually held as theatrical events that were intended as a way to protest against the Catholic Church, as well as to shock the community. And depending on what sources you read, they maybe would end with an orgy. Maybe not. Madame de Montespan, one of King Louis XIV's favorite mistresses and mother to seven of his children, was a frequent client of Catherine's, relying on her for various magical powders and love potions for several years. So when she suspected that the king was becoming interested in another and younger woman, she again sought Catherine's services. 
So Louis was actually interested in many, many women. Um, and he was notorious for his mistresses. And so she was going to need a pretty powerful spell. So as the story goes, Catherine and a defrocked clergyman named Etienne Guibert performed a black mass for her. So let's set the scene. Montespan would have been lying naked on an altar, and she would have been holding a black candle in each of her hands. The priest, uh, he would have placed an empty chalice on her stomach, and Catherine would have performed a human sacrifice, specifically an infant whose blood would be poured into that chalice. There would have been a little more hocus-pocus going on, uh, but that was pretty much the end of the performance. Remember when we mentioned earlier that Catherine had a daughter that would play into this story? As a witness to the event, that daughter, Marguerite, would later testify that her mother's black mass rituals were just a lot of smoke and mirrors. The altar, she claimed, was actually a mattress that had just been elevated on a few chairs. And the sacrifice, well, it wasn't a human infant that was later burned in a furnace. The blood, she said, actually came from pigeons, which had been purchased and bled for the occasion. (laughs) It's all about lighting. (laughs) I mean, the darker it is, the less you're going to see the mattress, right? <laughs> um, we'll just throw a cloth over it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I love her performance. I just really do. That is, unless you read a different pile of books. So if you're looking at the sources for what Catherine's Black Masses were like, there's a problem. Um, when you look into historical records, and especially records at the time when it was in many people's best interest to spin a story or cover things up, um, some versions of this testimony don't mention pigeons at all, actually, and instead tell tales of a Black Mass with human sacrifice that shocked everyone, including authorities. So to be clear, those were misrepresentations of Marguerite's testimony, where they kind of deleted all of the stuff that made it a fairly mundane theatrical event and actually supported the more sensational view. Right. Similarly, some versions of the legend of Catherine spin her story with Montespan a little differently. The alternate version, and the one that earns La Voisin a place in this season, goes like this. So, instead of holding a black mask to invoke some sort of spell over the king to keep him from his new mistress, Montespan conspired to poison him instead and sought Catherine's help. The women agreed Catherine would poison an object, and in this case, they decided it would be a paper petition that they would put poison on, and they would hand it to the king. But this attempt failed, and for the most boring reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) There were just simply too many other petitioners (laughs) presenting papers to the king that day, and Catherine, who had, you know, presumably waited in line for her turn, was just not Mm -hmm. able to hand any papers directly to her alleged victim. And the way that this version of the story ends is that Catherine was scheming a new attempt on the king's life when she was arrested. Now, here's where things start to go sideways in her story. Catherine had a rival, and that was a woman named Marie Boss. So Marie was also a successful Parisian fortune teller, uh, but she was arrested after she couldn't stop bragging about her elite clientele, which is very much the opposite of Catherine's discretion. Uh, So you may know the idiom, loose lips sink ships, and it's pretty good policy, whether you're in the military or whether you're a fortune teller. After Marie was arrested, she did not hesitate to give up Catherine's name to the authorities, and she just kept talking. At the top of her agenda wasn't that Catherine was a poisoner, though. 
Instead, she wanted authorities to know that Catherine performed illegal late-term abortions, burned the bodies in her furnace, and buried the remains in her garden. Catherine's work as a midwife caused quite a stir in the rumor mill during the trial. Word was the remains of anywhere between 1,000 and 2,500 infants were exhumed from her garden, which kind of makes me wonder what my neighbors might have buried in their garden. But there's no actual evidence to suggest Catherine buried any corpses in her yard. Infant, adult, pigeon for that matter. Catherine, who around this time would have been about 40 years old, was accused of witchcraft and for providing her sorcery talents to, well, a lot of people, but in particular to members of the royal court. It was believed Catherine not only had a network of apothecaries to facilitate the delivery of her poisons, but that she also had a network of abortion providers to whom she would refer her clients and take a percentage of the profit. As most of us would in this situation, Catherine denied everything. She tried to defend herself, claiming that Marie Boss had only made those accusations against her because she was a rival fortune teller and she was only trying to save herself from execution. <laughs> While that does sound like a plausible out, Marie and her children were all executed just two months after Catherine's arrest. So if she had been trying to save herself, uh, that was a, a poorly laid plan because it did not work. It's kind of weird, actually, that Marie didn't see that coming in her horoscope, I think, considering what she did for a living. But once Catherine was arrested, an entire network of alchemists, fortune tellers, and poisoners fell. She became one of the main accused in the scandal that became known as, by historians, the Affair of the Poisons. We are going to dig into the Affair of the Poisons a little bit more. But first, we're going to take a little break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit. Particularly of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save, with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality, high quality and immersive sound, a sleek design. All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. Welcome back to Criminalia. This isn't the first time that we've talked about the Affair of the Poisons, which took place during the reign of King Louis XIV between 1677 and 1682 in Paris. As you'll recall from our previous episode, two years prior to Catherine's arrest, Marie de Brinvilliers was accused of and executed for poisoning her father and her two brothers to inherit their fortunes. And it was Marie's trial that kicked off the scandal at which we quote, all France trembled. During the Affair of the Poisons, hundreds of people were accused of murder, conspiracy, witchcraft, and Satanism. And by the time it was over, more than 300 people had been tortured, executed, imprisoned, or exiled, many of whom were members of the inner circles of the highest French society. Nicolas de la Reigny, who was the chief of police, tracked all sorts of accusations to a number of fortune tellers, alchemists, and even fallen priests throughout Paris. He described finding tools and potions, including everything from vials, vats, and jars, to crystals, poisonous ingredients such as belladonna, and other, we quote, strange implements. Which always makes me think of, like, um, Johnny Depp in Sleepy Hollow. And, you know, he, he, like, draws pictures of all of his, like, strange, strange objects. His Ichabod Crane moments. <laughs> exactly. And I think of, like, his, his like, thick leather-bound books of all of his drawings and his goggles. Um, so, the subsequent investigation of potential poisoners led to accusations of witchcraft, which doesn't surprise any of us. Some confessed under torture, as one 
does and gave authorities lists of their clients. The Court of Justice formed a new group to handle the investigation. This was known as the Burning Court. And it's described as being a lot like regular court, but uh, in dark mode, like literal dark (laughs) mode. The windows were covered and the room was lit only with torches. Any records kept were for the king's eyes only. And the most famous prisoner tried and convicted there was Catherine. A formal order was issued allowing for her to be tortured like everyone else caught in this net. But it was never actually put to use, and Catherine was never subjected to the rack, broken on the wheel, or given the water cure. It's not that she necessarily had friends in high places who helped her escape all of it, but she did, to be be frank. But historians believe that there was likely a high level of fear surrounding her arrest, and specifically that Catherine would name names of influential clients if she were tortured. Um, and we, we couldn't have that. Of course not. These, no, 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 these no. were not no. names that the king would have wanted included in the public record. Remember, his mistress would have been implicated. and As like the first one at the top of yeah, the Yeah, like here's my best <laughs> client. Uh, and going back on his word that investigators should spare no one regardless of their rank, King Louis XIV is said to have suppressed all sorts of information about Catherine's case. So instead of the usual methods of torture, which Holly just named a few of popular at the time, authorities instead took advantage of the fact that Catherine was well known to be a high-functioning alcoholic, and they interrogated her while they kept her intoxicated. Initially, during her inebriated interrogation, she kept quiet. And here is where we have some differing versions of things yet again. So some accounts go on to say that she did eventually implicate a number of people, including the king's mistress and other individuals in the French court. But most accounts say she did no such thing. Similarly, it appears to also be debated whether or not she confessed to any of her alleged crimes. Most accounts, again, suggest she never did confess. But in the end, the debate over whether Lavoisin confessed or not is ultimately of no consequence. Because Catherine went on trial in February of 1680. She was found guilty to no one's surprised and sentenced to death for both witchcraft and poisoning. She was burned at the stake on February 22nd, less than a week after her trial ended. The affair of the poisons would go on for another two years after Catherine's execution. Um, And those were some two very intense years of accusations and arrests. In that vein, it wasn't until after her execution that Catherine's list of clients, as well as the details of her black masses and her connections to the royal court, were all revealed by her daughter, who authorities brought in for questioning. Why did they ask for testimony well after the trial and execution were over, you might be wondering? It seems they were just trying to get their hands on Catherine's client list, which leads me to believe that she really didn't give it up under her intoxicated (laughs) interrogation. Right. But the bottom line is that they got it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was Marguerite's statement that implicated the royal mistress, Madame de Montespan, as well as other aristocrats, including the Duc de Luxembourg, the Comtesse de Soissons, and her sister, the Duchess de Bouillon, and the Comtesse de Gramont. And it was Catherine's client list that motivated the king to classify this testimony as secret as well. As a result of the affair of the poisons, some measures were put in place to limit the availability of poisonous ingredients to professions that actually did need them. And that was determined by the king. 
I can't think of what those professions specifically would be, but they certainly didn't include fortune tellers. I'm trying to think of uh, professions that would involve legitimate purchase of poisons, right? You could be handling rodents. You could be a farmer. You yeah. have to clear out rodents from your, your insecticides and your plants. But like diatomaceous earth isn't going to kill anybody. So. Right. <laughs> Probably, possibly people in the medical field, right? Pharmacology right, right. would include that. It'd be difficult because apothecaries might need it, but they might not be given it. Right. Tricky. But no yeah. fortune tellers for sure. <laughs> Definitely not palm readers. <laughs> <laughs> so Holly, it's time it's time in our episode today to uh, talk about what's your poison. Well, I know you had one idea. Well, it was a, it was <laughs> my idea was an ounce of warm pigeon blood. <laughs> I didn't really want anybody to have to drink no, that. Please do but not. I did I did see while I was sort of looking up, you know, different drinks that might appro- be appropriate for Catherine that you could make uh, a, a blood-stained rim of your chalice just with some red gel food coloring and corn syrup, which I'm not real handy with things like that. So I set that aside as a note to self. <laughs> oh, that sounds perfect, actually. That'd be great for right? the, you know? the Halloween season. <laughs> right, dripping down the edge of your mm. chalice. I think that delicious. would be lovely. Delicious. Mm. So what are you putting in it? Uh, so thinking of Catherine, who I personally think was wrongfully maligned. Uh, I kept thinking about her robes, and so I wanted to do something Uh. that had a velvety feel and texture, which naturally led me to a place that not everyone likes to go, so please come with me, of a cocktail involving an egg. Oh, take us there. I'm a little skeptical. Do you like eggy cocktails? No. I love them. I always thought I didn't like them, and then I started drinking them, and I'm like, why have I not been doing this my whole life? So I might. I don't like eggs, so I'm I'm kind of loath to try an egg. This might delight you. This might delight you. So uh, this is just something that I'm calling la voisin, and you start with two ounces of blackberry moonshine. You could also do another berry if you can't get blackberry. Uh, One ounce of raspberry syrup, and then an egg white. And I just put that in a a mixer and I hit it with my immersion blender and it became this beautiful pink velvety yumminess. I bet the texture was divine. It was absolutely beautiful. And I poured that over ice and then I topped it with about two and a half ounces of ginger ale. Oh. Maria, (laughs) I might be a genius. <laughs> so while you're, I'm like writing this down. I'm like, ah, just try the egg. I'm just, just I'm just gonna send it to you. I would encourage people. Obviously, there are some some safety things you want to consider when using raw right. egg, particularly anybody. I mean, if you're pregnant, you should not be drinking this cocktail anyway, probably. Um, For two reasons, right? But uh, yeah. So if if there's a sensitivity there, obviously, I would not encourage it. But if you are a person who is, you know, careful with your food handling and has no reason not to eat a raw egg, <laughs> um, yeah. it's actually quite delicious. And I, egg white in particular really adds this beautiful, rich fluffiness to cocktails that um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I have fallen in love with in the last several years. And this one, it just, it just feels like freakishly decadent, even though it's really not. It's really quite a light, 
cocktail, even though it has syrup in it, because the moonshine is not a very heavy thing. Right. It has the berry flavor, but it's not super sweet, so it's not very heavy. And then oh, the ginger ale is is one of the lighter sodas, in my opinion. I actually ended up using diet ginger ale for mine, and it so it was very light. It was, um, <laughs> but it still felt very decadent and a little bit um, like a nod to witchy things, but right? also velvety like her beautiful robes. That egg white gave it like the little X. You know how they were saying that Catherine's poison got a little bit more potent because she put a magic spell on it? That's the egg white in your Mm -hmm. drink. Yeah, if you don't like, if you're absolutely like, no way, there's no way I'm touching egg white in a cocktail, you could make this exact thing without it. It just won't have that same level of, you know, richness. Right. Because it really does, it becomes like a very thick, puffy thing. It's quite lovely. So uh, while you're drinking that, I want to go make one right now. So I will just instead (laughs) thank everyone for joining us today. If you want to subscribe to Criminalia, that is easy peasy. You can do it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. (laughs) 